This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. So to get up into that air, you need this to be in the conversation of a dynasty. We are experiencing an earthquake. It's Is okay. that what that was? Yes, I'm it's an earthquake. That's what's happening. Uh, you are in a, you are an absolute dynasty it's and always- you, are, you are on the path. Again. That was Joy Taylor. <laughs> I speak for yourself. Middle of their show, an earthquake hit. Yeah. Somewhere in Cali. Uh, I think it was like Thousand... Thousand Oaks? Yeah, something like that. It's always fun to to be around people who aren't from California and never experience an earthquake. Three of the cast on that show aren't from California. One is. And he was the one you heard going, ooh, like he was having a good old time. Was that James Jones? It was James Jones. Yeah, yeah. The other three, which was Shady McCoy... Uh, Joy Taylor and um, oh man, name oh Emmanuel Acho. Emmanuel Acho. They look concerned. They look concerned. They're now Joy, Joy didn't because she was in the middle of her montage. But every but other two guys, I mean, especially Shady. Shady looked like he was about to run off set. One hundred percent. He had it in his eyes. Like, do I need to get out of this chair? He right was now? about to hit the hole. Like he was back in the league there. Heading out of that building. But uh, that was funny to, to kind of see their faces. Have you ever heard this? This was posted nine years ago, but it was a KTLA station, and they had an earthquake on the air, and the guy, that one of the anchors, just loses his mind. So here it is. Ginger, thank you. Coming up, more problems for a troubled Earthquake. Yep, We're having an earthquake. <laughs> he dives <laughs> under the table. He dives, literally dives under the table, and he's still under okay, the table. It appears to have stopped. Um, we're going <laughs> to... It's still going. We're gonna we're gonna jump right now to the yeah to the U.S. Geological Survey. <laughs> he is um, so upset. He, he looked like he, he sounded like he was terrified. When I was here in in two thousand, I want to say it was two two thousand nine. We had a an earthquake while we were down at Petco, and the right field, like down the right field line, there's like a, up at the top, there's a set of lights, and watching that bad boy shake. Mm. I mean, it it was. I don't get too frightened about earthquakes. I've, I've experienced enough of them. But when you see something that big wobbling like yeah. that, it, it, it's a realization of, of how quick it can go bad. Also, my my this isn't about an earthquake, but my dad's first job, if I can speak, I don't think I can. His first job was in the John Hancock building in Chicago. And it was like a really tall building. And, you know, Chicago is very windy. Building, yeah. And so, like, when you're at the top, and it's windy, it it sways. So he says sometimes when you go to the bathroom, the, the toilet would be like... <laughs> move, move it. Yeah, that is creepy. Gotta, I would not be a fan of that. Gotta work on your aim. Gotta work on no, your I aim. No, I wasn't talking about that. I was just like, being that high in a building and having it just 
swaying. Oof, not yeah, for me. Not fun. Uh, Padres officially signed Wandy Peralta today. Um, now the attention turns to the outfield. Um, when that is, how that happens, not sure. Uh, there's a few more veteran pitchers that have remained unsigned that perhaps Padres, uh, and not perhaps, they have expressed interest at least at some point during the offseason. Uh, Yunjin Ryu, former Dodger. How about this name? Eric mm. Lauer. Yeah. Former Old Padre. Friend. Yeah. Michael Lorenzen, we've talked about that one at length. So still some names out there. Remember, the Padres right now have uh, they have enough for rotation, some young guys, unproven guys, but they don't have a lot of depth. And we talk about this often. Spring training comes around. It's very rare that you get through spring training with zero injuries. Usually, even if it's a setback for a week or two, what you hope, if you're going to have injuries, you hope to have them early in spring. What you don't want is that injury that hits you. In this case, I mean, early would be like beginning of March. because Or too late, I should say, beginning yeah. of March. Because remember, the Padres head out for Korea on the 13th. Yeah. And my guess is if you're hurt in that time frame, you're uh, not going? you may not go. Hmm. I don't know that the staff is going to be able to, you know, treat you. Maybe they, maybe you do go. You're there for a week. Maybe that's too long to be without. But maybe you do stay back if you're If, you're if you hurt. have to rehab yeah. or something like that. So, I don't know. Padres uh, certainly still have uh, some things I think they want to address. When that happens, I'm not sure. It uh, The... The one thing that I saw last night that kind of got me laughing but also kind of made me shake my head in agreement was they need to remove all kettlebells from the weight rooms. Because, Can't do that. Because uh, of last year when Joe accidentally dropped the kettlebell on his foot and we were also worried about it. You got to be more careful. You do have to be more careful. Yeah. I, I can't. That's just one of those freak that things. That was a bad it, omen for yeah, last it, year. It, you think about it. I mean, you had that happen. Then you had what you go to the World Baseball Classic mm. and not pitch, and so, then like pitch randomly, and then like have to like build that up. Yeah, that's true. Did Nick Martinez go? Wait, did he actually? Did he go and come back, or did he pull out at the last second? I think he. I think he didn't go because. And, I think he ended up staying up. back. My right? memory is so bad. You had uh, Juan Soto. He left. Manny left. Basically, everyone left. Only Toddy was the only one that stayed back. Yeah, because I don't think he was eligible to play. Right. So it'll be a different spring training. This You don't have the distractions. He did end up pitching. He did pitch. Nick Martinez, yeah, he did. He, he came was, back, he, though. I know he only pitched once, and he came back early. I know that. Yeah, he pitched game two, it's looking like. And it sounded know. like they were going to try to, as long as he was going to start, he was good with Stan. But yeah. once Darvish was gone and he wasn't getting any innings, and then they, you know, I think they turned to Nick and he was going to be kind of in a different role. I think at that point he made the decision, I got to look out for, for the team and get myself ready because he was going to be in a rotation. That's a guy I think the Padres are going to miss a I, lot. I 100% agree. And what did he, he didn't sign for a lot of money. And I know we've been talking so much about the money this year, but that's exactly what the Padres I, I are talking think, about. I think they're going to. 13 th- mil per year. I think that's where, you know, why you bring a guy like Wandy in. Mm. And you heard. A little bit of from AJ talking about that. Well, you guys didn't hear. We read about it, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, they like the flexibility uh, with multiple lefties. And this is a quote from AJ. He said, I think Peralta will be able to fill a lot of different spots for us, honestly. And that was the attraction. 
Um, it was he could pitch really anywhere from the sixth inning to the ninth inning. Who does that remind you of? Nick Martinez. Yeah. I was going to say Josh Hader for a second, no, but it doesn't. He didn't come in in the sixth or the seventh. <laughs> yes, it does. I mean, Nick Martinez, was he was the Swiss Army knife. Yeah. He, anytime you needed him, he was there. Yeah, so uh, Wandy Peralta officially a um, a Padre. There was a clip that Adam sent me earlier today, and it all this Josh Hader stuff is coming out right now for some reason. Well, he just he signed his contract. He did a podcast. Yeah, and, and, and so... Foul territory is the new place to go if you want to get good information. Foul territory is uh it's not it's a bunch of different old uh players that have played. I think yeah. Adam Jones is a part of the foul territory. Oh, is he? Yeah. I haven't seen him yet. I think he's done some stuff with uh, him. AJ Przinsky, I believe is part AJ of foul Przinsky territory. Is part of it. But they have great guests and they also ask great questions. But the former Brewers executive David Stearns, who I believe is now at the Mets. He is. He was he replaced the one the uh, fake injury cat. Oh, Billy Upler. Billy Upler. Okay. Yeah. But David Stearns, he was the one who took a lot of heat for when they traded Josh Hader to the Padres. And at the time, he said he didn't have any regrets. Or re- regrets. But they asked him about that, and he may have changed his mind a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I've, as it probably wouldn't surprise you, um, I've thought about that transaction a lot. Um, I've thought about that decision a lot. Um, and look, what, what we were trying to do there, I think, was was thread a needle, right? We were, we were in a spot um, where we felt like we had a playoff caliber team. Um, we, we were also trying to set ourselves up uh, going forward. And, and um, we understood we were probably at the, at the optimal time to, to get future value back um, for Josh. Um, we thought we... We're going to be able to do an adequate job of of backfilling um, after we trade Josh, and, and clearly we didn't. Um, and uh, we made that trade. We were in playoff position, and we ended the year out of playoff position. That that and like that, um, it's going to hurt, uh, and and it stings. Um, and, and frankly, it should sting. So, um, you know, I think the the intentions there um, were admirable. It, it was it was about extending a window as long as you possibly could. Um, but we didn't execute it well enough. I didn't execute it well enough, um, and, and we missed the playoffs. Um, and, and certainly that stung. It's pretty honest, right there. Yeah, but he didn't really say anything, though. Like what? What wasn't executed? You you traded for you traded Josh Hader. You flipped it and turned it into Wilson Contreras, which is what the Brewers do. Mm-hmm. Is it? Did it only not work out because you didn't make the playoffs? I think that's what he's saying. Like, I think that's his measure. His, his measuring stick is they had to make the playoffs. And would you think that they would have won more games if Josh Hader was their closer or on the team? No, Probably, they definitely would have. But you knew that from the moment you traded him. Like, you thought you were going to be better positioned without that closer than you were with him. I think he is dressing up a pig. By saying we knew the situation yeah, going re- on, what he really wanted to say was, Brewers didn't want to really extend him. Yeah. We knew we didn't have a chance to sign him. We, we didn't want him on. to walk away with nothing. Yeah, it's that's what I see here. Yeah. I see this whole thing, and he's kind of taking the fall for he, it. He, you know, kudos to him because he does get to laugh, laugh because now he his 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 po- his payroll pockets are a little bit, not a little bit, a lot a bit deeper than they were in Milwaukee. Yeah, fans were very upset about them trading Josh Hader because it was a should. weird move. We all were like, oh. 
Okay. Well, thank you. I don't even. I remember the day I saw that. I was like, "This can't be real." <laughs> is this one of those MLB facts ones? You know, have you seen those yeah, on Twitter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. look so good. The the graphics, and I fall for it every single time. Now, if, if, let's go back. I remember people saying that Josh Hader was done because he came over struggling. He yes. was not throwing the ball well at all. And we saw a little bit of that. We got to see experience a little bit, but. When he was going through that here in San Diego, I distinctly remember people saying, "Well, this is why the Brewers moved him. They thought he was. They thought he, they was, thought he was done. They thought he was done. It's revisionist history now. All of a sudden, because Josh figured it out. Which, when you think about the track record he had prior to that struggle, you should have anticipated yeah. that he was going to figure it out. Yeah, I do remember that. That was a heavy opinion. A of, heavy opinion. Oh, this is why they moved him. I remember, I'm not going to reveal who this person was, but they tried to convince me almost every day for a month that was because he was terrible. But then he, <laughs> he turned it around and he ended up saving some games in the playoffs and he was pretty good. And last year he was good too when he decided he was going to pitch. I shouldn't have said that because I am kind of on his side. That's what we talked about last night. Is like I found that more fans were accepting and understanding of his answer about why he it, didn't pitch in certain situations. It sucked that it had to be us. Yes. That's that, the thing. That that caught got caught in the middle of that. Yeah. But his reasoning is is sound. It's sound. It it just doesn't it it didn't sit with me the right way. It doesn't really matter what I think, but as it, a team it, member, I would feel right, bad. Right. It would feel like I'm letting my team down. I, I'm sure there was a, a portion of dudes in the locker room that felt like, man, I, I get where you're coming from, but, you know. We're all doing we're, stuff. We're right, right. <laughs> but I, I think every every guy in that locker room certainly, like, recognized what, why he was doing what he, what he was doing because at some point, if they're lucky, they'll be in that position at some point. Yeah. And and they'll 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 understand why he did what he did, but now he has his contract behind him and he can just pitch. He may not even be the closer. It sounds like sounds like he might. That's wild. He might be the eighth inning guy, and that kind of makes me angry because it's like all of a sudden now he doesn't even want to close games when he wouldn't <laughs> when, when he wouldn't go in any other time. Like now he doesn't want to close games. Scraby, you are going back and forth. Either you're on his side or you're not on his side, man. and that's why it's a. Divisive topic. Very divisive. The Aztecs are, are underway in Nevada. Uh, they're shooting poorly. Um, we're waiting what, for the score. What's the score? score? It was like 6-3 to three the last time I looked. With Good guys 16, or bad guys? Uh, bad guys. CBS Sports is not putting the score up. There it is. It's still 6-3 to three with 15-48 to go. Nevada leading. So kind of a slow start. Not a fan of gray jerseys at home. Yeah, you need a bit of a stronger color if you're at home. Come on. Like, the Aztecs are wearing their black and red jerseys. That looks good. And at home, they wear white, right? Yes. That looks good. But the gray, I'm with you. I'm not not feeling that. All right, uh, let's get to break. What do you want to talk about when we come back, Scrape? Super Bowl. Super Bowl! Also, we have a few more Ask Us Anything questions that we can go through. Fair enough. You'll get more Gwen and Chris on the other side. Here's some traffic. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. 520, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby. I miss Ello, man. No, no Ello today. I don't. <laughs> that was too quick. <laughs> I mean, it's been nice. I don't have to deal with the... <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tony Gwynn Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I can only do that because he's not here. Oh, that's funny. I know funny. That's funny. I know funny. You said you want to talk funny. Super Bowl. Yes, I want to talk about the actual game itself, um, but I also want to update you on Charlie Hoffman. He is How's tied Charlie for ninth. Doing? Okay. He finished the day at three under. He's seven under for the tournament, so he is in the top ten right now. Everybody pay attention to the Waste Management Open over the weekend. Um, last night I came across an article on Yahoo Sports about Super Bowl Media Week and basically how it used to be a way for the players to talk to the fans and it used to be a way for the players to promote a Super Bowl. But the article made a good point. It's all about the viral clip now. And so the article was talking about social media, whether or not it's we're being disrespectful at this point to the athletes. So. Brock Purdy, he was asked about Lee Harvey Oswald and why he looks like Lee Harvey Oswald. For the record, he kind of does. He he kind of does. He kind of does. But I don't think that's an appropriate place to ask that question. He was also also asked about a tennis player in Utah, a a female tennis player, and like, hey, do you look like her? And he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And then he kind of agreed, yeah, maybe I look like her. Now she's going to the Super Bowl. Now, by the way, as much as I don't like these questions, I do appreciate – Brock at least given his best effort to play along with the whole thing, right? Because he could have been, like, irritated. And I wouldn't have been mad at him for being irritated about it because certainly Patrick Mahomes seemed irritated with the question he got. Oh, yeah. Let me get that real quick because he was asked, and I got a message later in the night that said, I'm going to wait until after we play it. So here's Patrick Mahomes. What is your best Kermit the Frog impression? I'm talking right now. That's it. And he is not happy when he said that. What is your best Kermit the Frog impression? And someone reminded me that I love to do a Patrick Mahomes voice. They reminded you? You need a reminding on that? I kind of forgot that I do the the Patrick Mahomes voice. And you know what? I'm going to stop. That was the last time. Was he upset? Yeah, he looks upset. He looks upset because he shot back and he kind of has this look like, really, you're going to keep talking, bro? It's. I think. But he also played along, though. I'm talking right now. That's it. Yeah, he, that's he's his regular voice. He's acknowledging that he's got I don't know. a Kermit the Frog voice. I don't know. It seems like he's upset by this whole thing. But long story short, 
Do you think that we're this whole Super Bowl media week is is done? Because is it is it done? No, done as done. in like it's just not the it's not the original purpose. It's something completely Here's different. Here's the deal, now. right? Yes, there are some reporters out there trying to go viral, but I would say for the large part, there are legitimate questions about the game, preparation for the game. I think the clips that get shown are those clips, and of, that's that's the problem. Now, now maybe you get mad at you know the the coverage of it in terms of what you're deciding to show to people because you know and listen in their defense if you're showing you know interviews i mean how interesting is it to know we're going to hear so much breakdown of the actual game x's and o's yeah. the players aren't going to give you any of that anyway no no and so you know if you're going to show it the more interesting stuff is probably the stuff that is can be considered disrespectful at times I understand what you're saying. You always get the young the young kid that's doing some interviews. He's asking questions. Like, I think that's kind of part of Super Bowl week. I'm fine with I the just kid think- asking a question, but I feel like these questions are asked for one reason and one reason only. It's not to get an answer from the player. It's to we, go viral. We don't have to sh- – the, the, whether it's ESPN or whoever. Us. us <laughs> we don't have to actually play those. We don't, but then I have nothing to talk about. <laughs> exactly. So, so, you know. I got to maybe be a little. How fun is it to hear? So, uh, Brock, how do you think this game is going to go this week uh, on Sunday? Oh, I would love to no, hear that. No, I don't that. want you to answer. I'm just saying. That's, <laughs> I would love to that's, hear that. That's a question that, that you're going to get probably throughout the week. What anyway. about someone asking Andy Reid about the conspiracy theory that Taylor Swift and the Chiefs are only in the Super Bowl because of her endorsing uh, Joe Biden. Stupid question. However, entertaining to hear his answer. He said it's about more, more pay grade. More, in it, more entertaining than hearing, hey, Andy, what's your game plan to stop Brock Purdy this week? Why is that? That's an entertaining answer I, to me. I, I love that. I love those type of questions for me personally. But you know how many eyeballs are tuned into the Super Bowl that aren't football fans this week? A lot. Uh, probably, a, probably a more. Of a yeah, lot. yeah. So maybe there's some method to the madness. There is a little bit of method to the madness. Uh, the Aztecs are wow. This is a struggle. This looks like it's going to be a barn it's burner. Ten, Ten four, four Nevada. Eleven minutes and twenty five. Ten minutes left. into this game, there's been fourteen points scored. Can we talk about Rob Manfred again, real quick? Yeah. And uh, what he said earlier, uh, Rob Manfred was not a very complimentary of the Padres. So he was talking about how. Teams were spending money last year, and he kind of, kind of shades the Padres in the athletic. He said, we always watch trends in the market. I think a concern for baseball has always been, since I started in 1988, disparity on the revenue and the payroll side. Having said that, last year we were talking about a different team eating up players, or two teams, right? And eating unless, up players. And unless my... Up. That's a that. What that, does that even mean? Eating I, up players. I know what that means. That means that you're bringing them in, but they're going. They're they're not going to be useful type of thing for Major League Baseball as a whole because they're going to San Diego. And unless oh, you my, think, wow, you went a little deeper. That you think that's what it means? Yeah, that because, was a, a San Diego, San Diego specific. and Mets because both those teams didn't perform last year, and both those teams had a lot of great players. And I think Rob Manfred thinks those players would be best served on other teams because then. They can win. I don't or think that's the... what he's saying. I think what he's saying is they went out and spent all this money on players, and it didn't work. We don't want you spending that kind of money, you know, because they were up. You know, those were, those were uh, 
tax breakers. Right? You know, they, yeah. they, they were above the tax level. The Mets, level. the Padres? Uh, to finish the quote, which is the most important part of the quote, and unless my recollection recollection was bad, neither one of them were at that little event we hold in late October and early November. There it is, right there, a little kidney shot. little kidney shot. Why is the commissioner, again, I asked this earlier, why is he taking shots at teams in the league? You know, it's a, it's a poor attempt to be funny. Is what I think Thank it you. Was. You know, he, you know, stick to being a commish, not a comedian. Stick to being the commish. Thank you. You know, I just, it was, he was trying to be funny. And it just, you know, and for us here, we don't find it very funny. Let's go to some Ask Us Anything questions from earlier. Uh, real quick, Taylor Taper said, I agree with Tony. Everyone's just going to give the same generic answers if you ask them the questions about the actual game. Right. I, I, Although I think some of it can come off as disrespectful, I think for the most part it's all in good fun. This is from Jocelyn. She's asking a very serious question of me. Of you? Yeah, this is a very – this is ask us anything. Scraby, do you have a girlfriend? Uh-oh. And if not, what kind of gal are you looking for? Uh-oh. I've been married for 20, 22 years. This info oh. is not for me. Oh, okay. So that's why I'm asking it because it would be awkward if so, I – So, Scrape. What kind, what, kind of, what kind of gal are you looking for? Um, none right now, really. What? Yeah. I I mean, I was, I'll just say it. I was kind of dating this girl for a little bit. Didn't work out. So. You jaded now? No, not jaded. Not jaded at all, actually. It didn't work out. I have a very good life. I'm fine with my life. Everyone around me swears that I'm depressed, and everybody around me swears that I need to get a girlfriend. But I honestly, I haven't met that person yet. So, Scraby, let me tell you guys something. Scraby, oh, no. we we have tried to hook Scraby up on blind dates. This dude turns us down consistently. Well, because and when I say we, me and Chris. Chris tries to set me up, and I'm like, Chris, I, I told you I, I'm, I'm not interested because but you, you me up. <laughs> but I, I think there's good intentions here, man. I No, I know there are good intentions there. I don't think Chris would steer you wrong. I really don't. I never said that he uh, – I never said that he would steer me wrong. Let's but... be real. Chris isn't here, so I can say this. Chris has outkicked his coverage. Yes, he has. So I think he got good taste. He does have good taste, but here's the thing that I get nervous about is because I had a relationship like years and years ago, it ended, and it was it was one of those things where someone introduced me to this person and they were friends, and then it started becoming weird because the friend who introduced me kept asking how the relationship's going, and then we would hang out, and it would become about the relationship and what maybe I'm doing wrong, and I'm like, whoa. Oh, yeah, like, this is, that seems it, a little intrusive right it, there. Well, yeah, I mean, we were close friends, but it's like, that's why I want to keep those worlds separate. I, I, I just have this strange feeling you won't, you won't have to worry about that with Chris. I don't think he's going to be coming to your house, and you guys are going to be hanging out, and he's going to be like, hey, well, how's the relationship going, Scrape? And I'll be like, none of you. I don't think he would do that, though. Uh, he would. He would not. Oh, my gosh. Chris would. In a heartbeat. In no. a heartbeat. No, he would. Um, Tony, if you were yes. the Padres GM, who would you oh. get this offseason? Why do I got to be the GM? Um, Just give us one. I'd sign Tommy Pham. There you go. Um. Okay. The comments coming in right now about this me and the girlfriend right. are not good. <laughs> you opened this door, so this is your fault. Okay. Here's another one. Eric, in, in Men in Black, Milton Bradley was distracted by a UFO and the ball hits him in the head. 
Is that considered fan interference? He wasn't. Yep. Totally forgot about that. I didn't know it was Milton Bradley, but I remember this scene. Wow. Is that considered fan interference? Give me the question again. Uh... In Men in Black, Milton Bradley was distracted by a UFO, and the ball hit him in the head. Is that considered fan interference? No. Is a UFO in play? Did they... It didn't hit the UFO. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's... He was, no, because he was looking he was for looking the fly up, ball, right? and then the UFO came, and he was like, huh, and yeah, it hit no, him in the head. That's, yeah, that's fair play. Fair play. So if we want to... Be like if that goose flew over <laughs> right as the fly <laughs> the balls... The rally goose? Yeah, the rally goose flew over. You kind of took your eye off. And that's a good point. Head. It's the same thing. Doesn't matter if it's UFO or uh, if it's rally goose. Right. Either way. Same okay. old, same old. Last one, then we go to break. Nate says, what is your favorite sports moment when you played sports? Tony has much better sports moments. You go first, and I'll tell you tell mine after. Um, I could say the easy one, which is the Trevor Hoffman, but I'll take you back to hitting a uh, half-court shot mm, my final yes. high school basketball game of my career yes. against our rival Ranch Bernardo. I've heard this many times. Probably one of the greatest, my greatest sports memories of all time. <laughs> Your greatest sports memory of all time. Yeah. I mean, that is a really good memory. I mean, is, you, but you what, also played professional sports. Yeah, no, that was cool. That was cool, but <laughs> I, I'd never been rushed off of a court like I was that day. That was pretty... That was pretty. pretty Did you cool. get carried off? No, I just oh. got pushed out. Like that's not fun. No, it was a little scary. Yeah, I stayed like... on my feet. That's the only thing I kept saying: don't fall, don't You're, fall. Yeah, because then you get trampled. Yeah. Uh, my favorite sports moment was in high school, and I was playing football, and I sacked a quarterback, and it was my best varsity. Varsity, yes, Ooh. yes. I hit him from what behind. Was, what was your uh, my... what was your celebration? Did you do anything? Oh, you can't celebrate in high school. Well, I didn't really celebrate, but I was so excited. I, <laughs> I can see you just not knowing what to do at all. I stood up, and I was looking around, and I looked at the stands where my parents were, and I raised my hand in the air like, I did it! But That's awesome. I hit the guy so hard because, go, well, by the way, the the block was missed. I had nobody had, in front of me. I had lick. the everybody's dream in football, defensive end without a blocker in front of him. <laughs> and he was a, a righty, no, a lefty. Oh, so he, so didn't see, I, he didn't see anything didn't see coming. coming. And I hit him, and I hear him go, ooh. <laughs> and I hit him on the ground, too, and he was like, ooh. And I was like, yes, this is the most amazing thing in the world. One play in my high school career. That's, that's awesome. And then I... Did the raise in the, in the air. <laughs> really dorky. It was very generic of you right <laughs> really, there. Yeah. Really, really dorky. I also got um, one time Maurice Jones Drew. We were playing against De La Salle in high school. and this, um, this doesn't end well. No, it does not. I tried to tackle him, and I put my arm out like he was coming through, and my arm almost was <laughs> decapitated almost because his that. legs were bigger than me. And my arm just went boom. <laughs> And I felt like I dislocated my arm because of how big his legs were. But yeah. he was incredible in that game. Yeah, Obviously, I, he was I, an NFL player. That's uh, it's not a tackle I want to make. All yeah. right, let's get to break. Uh, when we come back, Sam Levitt joined us earlier to talk a little bit about the upcoming spring training. More Gwen and Chris on the way. 540 on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Sello. Not here. Matt Scraby is, though. He's got his Niner jacket on. He's feeling himself right now. The reason behind it. What's this hodgepodge reason? Hodgepodge reason is because the last two Fridays that the 49ers have played a playoff game, I have worn this jacket from 5 until 7. And so call me a superstitious person. I hope this blows up on you. But I am wearing a jacket from 5 until 7 today.
Yeah. I hope the way you feel after that jacket, wear about that jacket after this game, is that you'd ever want to wear it again. Well, I don't really like the jacket because it's not very warm and it's noisy and it's old. Yeah, you don't like the noisy. I don't. <laughs> it's so bad. Like, it's not good for radio. It's the trash can, uh, the trash bag jacket. It kind of is. I mean, this is an old. You remember jacket. the 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 starter, the, the the jackets you used to, or the kind of when you needed to lose weight and sweat those little <sighs> trash bag joints. Yes, I do. I do. Man, they treated us a lot different back in the <laughs> it day. It was a different ball game. Right? Like, hey, you're a little too heavy. Put on a trash bag. <laughs> go run around. The, go run around the field for a little. Run bit. until you pass out. I, you know, Poway is one of the biggest wrestling schools in the nation. Yeah, I used to see when I was in high school. Those guys used to do that all. They had to cut weight. They'd be looking real bad for for a little bit trying trying to cut weight and oh, get yeah. out of that. They get to eat for the first time it was like the best thing. It was like the best thing I ever watched. That would be, that would be so, like when once you weigh in and you can eat, it'd oh, be like oh, just crush. Um, all right, Sam Levitt joined us earlier. Talk a little Padres. Talk about his trip, his soon to be trip to Arizona as he gets set. For spring train, and before we get to it, here's a little traffic. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty. $5 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like we need the report ASAP, you deserve Medella. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Anything different this year? What's your living situation in, in Arizona this year? You, got, so, you, you close to the stadium? Because that's usually a must for me. I got to be close to the stadium. Well, I am farther, mm. actually, significantly farther from the wow. stadium. Last oh, year, I was man. close. Um, the 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 room, the the living situation was not great last year. Now, I did it. No complaints. I don't. <laughs> I did not complain much about it. I got through the seven weeks or whatever it was. This year, we got Airbnb, but we're like twenty minutes away. So, so you sacrifice distance for comfort. Correct. Gotcha. Correct. And and uh, it, it looks good. I'm looking forward to it. So a little bit farther, which is okay too, because you know some of the uh, the, the quote unquote away games, you know, will be down in Glendale or Surprise or wherever it is. So it'll make it easier, I think, to get back after those. But yes, I sacrificed uh, the drive time for maybe the quality. I'm feeling good about that decision, Tony. When I see you in Arizona, I will have a <laughs> full report on how it, I'm doing. But I don't know. Fifteen, twenty minutes back and forth didn't seem very far to me. Although we do get started so early yeah. that 
you know, last yes. year, like it, it did help to be really close. So the 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 jury is out on on what I sacrificed for the for the uh, Airbnb. It's funny when I was playing, and um, you know, it was it made more sense for me to like rent a place that was a little further away to have comfort. As I like went through my minor my my career, the older I got, the more I was like, man. I'd much rather be closer. I got to mm. be here at like 7 o'clock, 6 o'clock in the morning. I would like that extra 35, 40 minutes of sleep if I can snatch it. That's a long time. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. You know, Sam was saying how he, he didn't complain. He made it through. I could tell you the absolute truth. By week seven last year, my man Sam was hanging on <laughs> by a thread. When my man walked into the clubhouse every morning, you could just see it on his face. I was like, and at you, one point, I was like, you ready to go home, huh? He was like, yeah, I can't, I can't um, wait to get out of here. It's funny. There was actually, so when we first got there last year, I was uh, joking with some people uh, in the clubhouse and, and whatever throughout the complex. I mean, I was loving it, and, and it was great. I was having a great time. I was energetic. I was like, this is great. You got all this baseball <laughs> stuff. It's fun. It's relaxed. It's all the things you really like about spring training. And you would come up to me at one point, and some other people came up to me at one point, I think around week five, week six. Yep, yep. And they were like, man, you, you've just got kind of this <laughs> this glazed over look on your face. I mean, are, are you okay? I'm like, it's, it's getting to me. It's getting to me. Now, I think the, I think, I think the living situation was part of that. I was... There's no doubt, Tony, I was feeling it. I was, I was really, really feeling it. And I think compared to when we first got there in the first few weeks, it was very, very obvious. Just, just so, so, hey, the short, the shorter spring training, I think, is going gonna, is gonna to really will benefit. cure just, that. Just so you know, don't feel bad. All of us feel the same way. Like yes. we, we get there, the first two weeks are just like, it's like a kid in a candy store. And hey, then, what's going on? Right, hey, get, it's like how are first, you? It's like the first day of school. <laughs> like you're meeting everybody. How's your off season? Like, yeah, exactly, right? And then, like... By week three, it's like Groundhog Day. Like you again? Day, like, oh, gosh. I've got to stand here for this scrum. Is it going to start? Oh, okay, here we go. Let's go, guys. And, you know, you kind of get to your day. Uh, Sam, expectations this year, man. The Padres obviously coming off of a, a really tough season last year. Didn't reach the expectation level. They come in at least as of February 9th uh, with, a, with a roster that feels a little incomplete still, but... Um, what are your expectations going into the year for this ball club? Well, it's I think it's really hard to project right now because there's so much unknown. I mean, yeah. I think when I compare it to last spring training, you know, last spring training, there was so much hype, but there wasn't a lot of baseball questions to be answered. There really wasn't. I mean, we knew what the team would look like. We pretty much knew where everybody was playing, and it was just about how, how all the pieces would, would fit together. This year is so different yeah. for so many reasons. There are so many questions. There are so many new elements uh, uh, to the team, uh, you know, and, and obviously with a new manager and Mike Schultz as well. So, you know, it, it's hard to project. I mean, I, I think even right now, knowing what we know about this roster, I think this – being a wild card team is a very realistic expectation based on the core they have, the talent they have, um, what parts of their offense could do, what their bullpen could be, what the top of their rotation could be. But obviously after that, and it sounds crazy to say because we're a, 
literally 48 hours away from the start of spring training. But I just don't know how you can really project anything when you don't have a concrete yeah. answer for who's playing center, who's playing left, who's DHing, and then with your four and five starter spots, you you don't truly know right now um, what exactly those those look like. I mean, you have certainly an idea of who makes them up. Um, what that group looks like right now, but you don't know how that all shakes out. So I think it's hard to project. But with that said, when you look at at the core and, quite frankly, just baseball in 2024 and what it takes to be a wildcard team, uh, I do think even right now that is a very fair and realistic um, expectation for a fan base, uh, for this team. And obviously there are a lot of questions to be answered, but um, it's it's a – it's a very different, you know, feel to the start of spring training just because of, you know, the the trade of Soto and having a new manager and, and all of it, but also when you have all these questions. So, um, it, it, look, I think from a baseball perspective, this spring training is is honestly far more interesting than than last year's was. It really it really will be because there are just key spots where you don't know. Um, you don't know what it's going to look like uh, on opening day. Yeah, certainly it'll make our jobs easier, like doing these shows after <laughs> yeah. the game, because there there will actually be, like, I just think back to not last year, but two years ago, there were a few roster spots and competitions that, you know, you could lock in on, and they were like competitions throughout the course of, of spring training. Whereas last year, the only competition was for the bench spots, and right. a few ro- a one rotation spot, a couple bullpen spots, which for rotation and starting uh, pitching spots, you really can't cover them all the time because they're not going to pitch all the time. And for the position players, that only popped up because a lot of guys went off to the World Baseball Classic. So it will be a lot more interesting this year in terms of trying to figure out who's going to be where. Yeah, and and there's so much that could still happen, like, Yes, I think for the time being, unless new faces are inside that clubhouse, going to spend a lot of time in the first couple of weeks talking about center field and left field and and DH, quite frankly, in particular. I mean, I I think one of the key questions entering Sunday when pitchers and catchers report is, okay, you have, let's take an example, somebody like Jackson Merrill, who right now, if if the plan is to put him in left field and and play him out there, um, you know, I would assume would be probably a, a leader in the clubhouse to, to be a starting left fielder, unless you're going to take somebody else, whether it's a, you know, one of these guys that you've brought in, that's more of a, a triple a, maybe major league type player. So look, I, I just think right now there's so much unknown. There's unknown of who else can they bring in? I mean, look, I, I would not put out, put out of, um, you know, put it out of the question that, there's a new face or two inside this clubhouse at oh, some point in spring doubt. training. Significant guys who could start in center field, start in left field, be a DH every day. But until we see that signing or that trade, whatever it is, I, I just you can't operate, you know, based on a move that that hasn't yet been made. So it's um it's an interesting scenario because if that move isn't made, then you're you're looking at a scenario where it's you know either. Uh, you know, a non-roster invite, somebody like that, or one of your significant prospects, like a Jackson Merrill getting a, a huge opportunity with not a ton of experience playing the outfield or at double-A. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's it's really hard to uh, to project right now. And um, But I, again, I, I think from just the spring training perspective, it makes it 
certainly a more uh, a more fascinating few weeks. But you know, as far as the move, like I, you know, to be honest with you guys, I, I still would be surprised if we get to opening day and this team heading to Korea, and there's not a move made. It, it just seems like there's too much to fill for there not to be a move made, even if that's just. You know, signing a guy, an example like a jerks in Profar, right? It, it feels like there's got to be a move somewhere or two. Um, and and look, the the reason I I still believe that's a real possibility is is just look at the market. I yeah. mean, you've got Snell, Montgomery, Bellinger, JD Martinez. I mean, those names and many more who still aren't with a team, and we're days away from every team uh, reporting to spring training. So. There's a lot of unknown, and I think there's a lot that could happen. And, and until you know, we see some new faces in that clubhouse that we that we don't have right now. Um, I think you're going to focus on okay. Well, what are the options for all these different blank spaces in the lineup? So for all those reasons, I know a rambling answer, but uh, fascinating, I think, and, and from a baseball perspective, more fascinating than last year even. Talking to Sam Levitt here, Padres radio pre and post host, and I like that, Sam. You just dropped a Taylor Swift reference. I know you did. Blank Spaces is definitely a Taylor Swift reference, and we know you love Taylor Swift. It's in the lexicon. I I do like Taylor Swift. Um, I am rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs in Super Bowl 58. Yes! For a couple of reasons. A couple of reasons. And it's not – one of the reasons is not that I'm just going against Scraby. Number one, it's my main. I reason. like. <laughs> number one, I like. I like greatness. Okay, I like. I like the idea of Patrick Patty Mahomes Mahone winning boy. a third before he turns thirty. I like the idea of Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid getting another. And I will admit, I like when we talk about greatness. Taylor Swift is right in that category. Okay, so I like the idea of this being kind of the end of the story of this season. I I like the idea that she's coming from Tokyo to to make the Super Bowl and then will be on the field with Travis Kelsey, you know, embracing after they win. I like it. And for all these people that complain and Get post em, and post em, and Sam. post about them showing Taylor Swift on the broadcast, it makes me want them to show her more because people keep <laughs> keep complaining get over it i am rooting for the kansas city chiefs i think they will win um and scraby if they don't i guess the consolation prize is that you will be a very happy man. thank you so i guess we win either way one thing i've learned about sam over the years is that he is the opposite of what i am a hater he likes when these he big stories up, he wants to oh that's uplift. no that's not true I, well, that's not true okay you might I, I be hate, a hater in certain I hate things sometimes but <laughs> for the most part when i say sam doesn't this annoy you you're like no it's actually it's actually kind of cool and i'm like that that just annoys well, me that taylor swift is on tv your hate is on not a whole anymore. other level. So not anymore. Not, not everybody can reach that that type of. I got one real quick question for Sam. Yes. Are, is the only reason you're cheering for the Chiefs because of Taylor Swift? No. no he just if, said he liked greatness. Well, then at no. the end he was like, and I like the greatness of Taylor Swift. It's well, all she, connected. Let's be honest. She falls in that category too. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> I, have, I have not. I have not been to uh, one of the concerts on this tour. I may be going to one in. Canada Ooh. all the way next winter we'll see uh it's a long way away <laughs> wow. but I do I do have a ticket as of right now I mean that's how long um, you got to plan it out yeah, it if you're is. gonna go to it yes absolutely so, I mean, so 
you know, look, look, look at this tour. Look at all this. I know she's not everybody's favorite, but I, I think you've got to, you've got to appreciate Taylor Swift and what she's done. And keep in mind, this is somebody that, that was on the radio when I was like 15. That's true. And I mean, a decade and a half later, like she's at the apex of, of her powers. I mean, greatness. The Chiefs, Taylor Swift. I think it's going to happen. They go, they go hand in hand, Scrape. I wish I never texted <laughs> Sam to come on the show today. <laughs> you heard it there first. Sam Levitt. you got to respect it. Talking Taylor Swift. You're going to see a lot of her as the Chiefs pile up points this weekend. That's fine. That's fine. I can't wait. I Honestly, I'm just happy that the game is almost here because I'm overweighting. Good. Me too. Good. That's going to do it for this week. Next week, we'll be back at it. Hopefully, the Chiefs will be crowned Super Bowl okay, champs. Okay, all right. <laughs> Scrape show have a, next. You guys have a lovely weekend. Make sure you're back into your parking spots. Scrapey Chronicles <laughs> up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you.